Hola, bienvenidos a Firme Cuentos y Arte Podcast. That's right. I know that I've been on the topic of Black Lives Matters on a few episodes, but you know, it, it is such an important event happening right now. You know, it isn't just about the black community, it also affects the Asian, the indigenous, and the community of gente across this country, and the inequities that we're faced with every day. You know, there was the the mural here in Spokane that was put together by several artists of color, just from all walks, and there's another mural with the depiction of George Floyd. And, you know, he, his image and likeness, it was defaced. It was actually painted over white. It was whitewashed, quite literally. And I don't know about you, but I'm not too sure that I would know of any people of color that would paint over it and destroy it. You know, a lot of people see this as political, but not everything is political. You know, when it comes to the white culture, they don't quite see culture. It's always outside of their community. Yeah, they don't really stop and think white community has a culture, and various cultures, you know, not to say that's all the way across the board, but, you know, a a lot, many, at least, and when it comes to this whole movement, and the expression of, of people of color in the community that they live in, at times it can be well received, and at times not at all so it can you know it can vary quite a bit and there have even been people that have made comments and said I don't believe you know Black Lives Matter as an organization but I understand and respect the movement of the community and it's those people that are helping actually supporting what people of color are doing in the community. Especially in a space like like Spokane, you know, it's, you know, there's so much diversity here in culture and language and heritage. But when you look at the, the history that's been documented, you don't see much of it. I have yet to find a book on the black history of Spokane or the history of my gente in Spokane I have yet to find that and same thing with Asian Pacific Islanders I have yet to find their history here you know they have a history here it's just not documented because as I've been told by other white people you know it's why do you need to have a voice why do you need to Yeah, why? What's the point? 
and those questions, those questions, well, they are racist, but the thing is, white people don't perceive them as racist, therefore they don't see the inequity, and at times, these white people, they have no intention of being offensive, they, I guess you could say, they're they're challenging Tell me why. Sell me on why you should have a voice. Sell me on the purpose, the need for Spanish-speaking people to have a, a space. And they challenge. But you know, that's not really something that you should do. <laughs> so I, I say to all white people, there's nothing healthy that's going to come out of challenging a person of color because it doesn't come off to that person of color as a challenge. It comes off as, well, I'm just going to say it, as an aggressive push to say, you don't belong. That's right. It's, it's as simple as that. You don't want to... You don't want to to challenge a black person and say and ask, you know, why do black lives matter? Why why should they matter? And they're going to say, well, damn. Okay. Only four years of slavery. Only death and dismemberment. Only, and they're going to go down that dark path. And that's all you're going to get is anger. Because you know what? That challenge has existed since they've been here and it's been in the form of slavery so when you challenge a black person you are creating that master servant concept that they will not tolerate they shouldn't tolerate it and it's wrong yeah that's exactly what you're you're, you're, that's the, the vibe that you're giving off yeah yeah, how people say good vibes only. Yeah, well, challenging a person of culture and a person of color about their culture doesn't help either. Yeah, it's it's just difficult to talk about these things in in a mixed space. That's why it's so important, I feel to have a cultural safe space. And if people have asked me, well, what do you mean a cultural safe space? Like, what do you mean? Like, you have to do things behind a locked door? Like, you can't do things like this in public? Is there something illegal that you're going to be doing that you can't do in public? And that's, that's not the case, no. But as I've told them, well, there are certain things that share amongst our gente spiritually that you don't understand you've never been a part of and you're going to ask those challenging questions for us to prove to you and sell you why we do what we do but you know what no we have we don't have to prove anything no person of color has to prove anything 
to justify who they are. They don't have to because there's enough trouble with our own cultural self-identity that, that that's turning us upside down. Yeah, we don't need to prove anything to anyone. Now, we're, we're well past that. Yeah, and, and I say to the white community that, that is tempted to challenge, no, just don't. <laughs> Please don't, because it's not going to end well. This is not going to be a friendly debate. No, this is not going to be a, a, a learning moment for that person of color. No, no. What it's going to be is a downright division. That, those challenging questions, that is what divides the community of culture in Spokane. And many places like Spokane, too. You know? And I get that, that people have questions, people want to understand. Well, then ask that question. Straight up ask, why do you do those things that you do? <laughs> why? Explain it to me. You know, you can ask, explain it to me. I don't understand. What does this mean? What is the significance of? What does it mean? What does it symbolize? You know, and when they explain it to you, don't push back and challenge. No, 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 no. If you don't understand it, well, then you just don't understand it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You can just nod and smile and respect it and say, oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay to not know something. It's okay to not understand something. It, it takes, you know, sometimes more than a while to understand things. But, you know, it, 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 it is. It's different. It's different for everybody. And there are so many differences amongst all our cultures that we're not going to meet that, that standard cookie-cutter style of culture. You know, even within my own gente, man, you know, you've got Mexicans and Colombians... Their food is different. Their traditions are different. Their, their, the language, the Spanish we speak is a little different. Yeah, the music, the culture, it's, it's all its own. And that's different from people in Peru. And that's different from people from Argentina. As people from Puerto Rico, man, they're all different. There is no standardization no no and then you've got this this concept of, of why do we need to have our own space why do we need to have our own voice well maybe because we've been suppressed yeah in the Spokane area Time I share something on social media about the importance of having a cultural space, instantly I'm quote-unquote 
challenged. And I've told these people, I'm like, you know, there, there is no need to challenge because you're not helping the situation. You're not going to help me self-realize my importance. No, what you're going to do is you're going to piss me off. That's all that you're going to do. That's all that's going to happen. You're not helping. You're not learning anything. I'm not learning anything. You're just making the problem so much more vivid. (laughs) That's all you're doing. Yeah. So that's my, my favor. I'd like to ask to that particular white community that they feel they need to challenge people of color. Just don't. Just stop. Maybe, maybe your mama didn't tell you. If you haven't got anything nice to say, yeah, <laughs> maybe she never told you that. Yeah. But it, that same rule applies today for us as grown-ups. And, you know, I can admit that that in these conversations, I do get upset. I do get offended. And it makes me wonder, damn, how can this little town be so backwards? How can it be so broken, so damaged culturally? How can people not see? Well, my only answer to that that I've learned is that people have never experienced, so they wouldn't know what to see. Yeah, they've never experienced this this cultural influx into the out in the community. I mean, it's been here, but it's been so subdued. Yeah. Yeah, just to think that there, there, there's been a Spanish-speaking community here for, let's just say, just to throw a number out, 40 years, okay? Let's just say there's been a Spanish-speaking community here for 40 years, which I'm sure it's been longer. But we've only had, what is it, four? Dia de los Muertos events. Yeah. We've only had two Hispanic Heritage Festivals. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) To think our people have been here for this long and they haven't been able to express their culture publicly. Yeah. That's not easy. No, that's not easy to take. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to me in my mind. I just, it's hard to believe that. I mean, I've grown up with that my whole life. All 40-something years, it's been just, that's just what people do. That's That's the normal family thing. Yeah. And then every year in San Anto... Martito Fest gets bigger and bigger. They don't just have one event. No, they've got like, gosh, four, five events going on at the same time. They've got a parade, my gosh, a parade on the river. 
you know, they've got all sorts of stuff going on, yeah, and it's not just on one night, no, it goes through the weekend, you got stuff going on all weekend long, man, yeah, it's like four or five days of celebration, here it's a few hours, you know, you're talking four, maybe five hours tops, and even at that, when people are celebrating in this, again, it's, it's a white space that they have to use as a venue. They're in this, this space. They're still being opposed. They're still being picketed outside. They're devil worshippers trying to raise the dead. Leave the dead alone. Let them rest in peace. Don't even know what it is that we do. We have no idea that, that that is a day reserved for the remembrance and the respect of our ancestors, of our deceased. Yeah, that historically that has been the one day where there is the ability to have an open line to communicate with them just one more time. Yeah. If I could just tell my grandfather one thing, if I could just, just tell him something, that would be the day I could talk to him. Yeah. It's a very personal day for many. It's, it's not, you know, a, a big party, a big celebration. For many, it's a very personal and reserved day. Of course, people do have parties, you know, there's no doubt about it, because they're celebrating the lives of the family that, that have passed on. So, yeah, I get that. But it's not, it, it's not what people think it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, again, that, that is a cultural safe space. That is why we need a safe space to practice our traditions, our heritage, so that future generations can understand why we did what we did. Yeah. So they can learn and share that with their children. You know, it's only a matter of time before more and more of our culture gets lost. Like I said, I've seen it before. We've got so much language loss and cultural loss that it's it's really sad. And the only way to reverse that or prevent it from getting worse is to have cultural events that the community of color can, can engage in. You've got to have that space. It's very important. Yeah. Imagine how many girls couldn't have a quinceanera because there's no place to have it. <laughs> yeah. No venue to have it. Imagine how many creative people, artists, singers, musicians, Imagine how many of them 
have just enjoyed their, their creativity in their house. Yeah. Culturally, we've been isolated in our own community. And that's the whole point and purpose of LTNX Outfits. To break that. So you don't just have to celebrate at the house. But you can come together with like cultural people. And you can have a way of exchanging and sharing and enjoying and feeling connected to a community. So when the talk of culture and the importance to to express either publicly or privately for the, your own community, there really is no need to challenge. There really is no need to have them prove themselves to you and prove their worth to you. There's really no need to do that. Because again, that's... <laughs> that is not going to be a building conversation. That's not going to be a good learning moment. It will not result in a teachable moment. Because believe me, white people, you're not teaching people of color anything about their culture. You just, you're not. You can't. You can't. I'm not going to step in and tell you how to be white. (laughs) So don't step in. Tell me how to be brown. Yeah, don't. You know, just either either respect it, learn from it, or just don't say anything at all. Yeah. Just don't say anything at all. And I hate to to be so, you know, almost selfish about it, maybe even possibly rude about it, but I've had too many conversations here in the Pacific Northwest that they haven't gone in a positive direction. There's nothing positive to learn from it. There's nothing beneficial at all out of these these conversations with people that that quote unquote challenge. Yeah. You're not you're not teaching me anything. You're not teaching me why my culture should be expressed. You can't. No. No. That doesn't help. So, I know I've been on the topic of, of inclusion, I've been on the topic of, of Black Lives Matter, and how Spokane is not very inviting. I know I've been on that topic for a while. But you know, that is, that is a major, major issue with being brown in this town. It really is. It does come down to that. And so there's a person that I want to introduce to you on one of our upcoming episodes that, um, you know, he's not from the Spokane area, but he's grown up here. And he is a brown person. And he can really shed some light on what it's like growing up 
in this area. And it'd be really interesting to get his perspective and learn from him. And you know what? I'm not going to challenge him. (laughs) No. I am going to just listen and let him say what he needs to say because there's there's a purpose to it (laughs) yeah I mean how else do we expect to learn if we don't listen you know I mean how many times in your school in your education did you have to challenge that teacher so they can learn how to teach no no you don't do that no when you have when you have the the elders of your your community talking to you sharing with you about the history of uh, Spokane or they're talking about you know the history of the family do you challenge them so they can learn no no you don't do that and if you do if you are doing that then you're just a jerk (laughs) I'm sorry I'm going to say that but you're just a jerk yeah and you know you need to be checked (laughs) yeah yeah you need to be verbally checked put in place and realize hey if you're not going to be kind to people you just don't need to be around people. But, anyhow, in all this, I say to you that we we are here as a community of color. We have Hinta here. And we do speak English. We do speak Spanish. We have quite a bit of, of heritage here in Spokane, in the Pacific Northwest. There's quite a bit to to what we've been a part of and what we do. And yeah, we, we are. We're entitled to, to have our own voice and to have our own space where we can come together as a community and just simply be, just simply enjoy being our own community. Yeah. So that's one of the, one of the, projects I'm working on is to find that actual location, find that physical space. It's here. It's here somewhere and it's waiting for me. I know it is. I can feel it. I don't know where, but I'll find it. And when I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. And then you can come out and you can join us. So yeah, things are coming together. It's taking time. But Henta is coming together here. And it's all for the greater good of building something that we can be proud of. And building something that we can share. That we can all learn from. And most importantly, put something together for our younger generation. Because they truly rely on us to set that foundation of our culture who we are they're not just going to know this they do have to learn so yeah that's where we're at and that's where we're going